Welcome to Converge Coffee. I'm here with Daniel Herndon. He is the CEO and principal at Miles Herndon, a branding and advertising agency and co-founder of Gavel, a curated cafe in the Fountain Square Cultural District in Indianapolis, Indiana. He is an active cyclist and foodie and pretends to be a philosopher. Contrary to common um, assumptions, he's never played basketball in high school and has also never went to high school. His background includes trading medals, commercial insurance sales, and playing in a touring rock band. He started his agency at the beginning of the Great Recession in 2008 and continues today consulting clients nationally on brand strategy, strategic communications, and marketing. Daniel, thanks for being on the show. How are you today? I'm doing great, Sean. Thanks for having me on. So, Daniel, um, you started off with Redwall Live. Um, a branding agency, and now you're over to Miles Herndon, which is a branding and advertising agency. And kind of wanted to know, um, you know, the switch over from mm -hmm. a branding to advertising because those are two very different things. Sure. And then, you know, what has changed um, with Miles Herndon over the last past few years? Yeah. So great, great questions. Um, yeah, I started in 2008. Um, I uh, just, you know, I was really playing music for a living. And, um, as that began to slow down, I started working with other artists to try to, uh, build a, a career, uh, supporting, you know, growing other musicians careers. And, um, uh, ultimately the goal being to create a, a record label or some kind of music management company. And, um, and at, at some point I decided that I was working with the wrong kind of clients. So I just started, um, working uh, at telling my story to businesses and, and lo and behold, I, I started a marketing agency. Um, at the beginning, you know, I had, uh, not a, a lot of clarity on what I wanted to do with the agency. I just wanted, uh, to help people to market themselves better and, and be creative in the way that they do it. But, um, but over time, it, it um, you know, our services were refined, just, you know, trial and error and you know, listening to our, our clients. Ultimately, we became a branding shop. So we help companies to uh, develop um, uh, brand identity, um, websites, and, um, and then at times we'd uh, uh, assist in uh, creative for marketing campaigns. And, um, and I always really believed in uh, when you're creating a brand, it's, it's, it's really great to have great packaging or a nice logo, a really cool website. Those sorts of things are great and important. But, um, but how you communicate to the marketplace um, in, a branded or, uh, in a branded way or in uh, just a customer service approach, um, sales teams, all of those things uh, were, uh, seemed to be more important than uh, how cool your logo is. So, um, over time, I really just wanted to develop a, um, uh, a more of a focus on, uh, on marketing and advertising and, um, and not necessarily, uh, uh, to, to not do branding, but to use branding as a platform for, um, uh, communications. Um, of course I learned things along the way and I, I believe that branding is, uh, um, I, is a verb. I, I think that, uh, you know, you, uh, have a brand whether you like it or not. And then that effort of communicating to your customers and to the world is the act of branding. If I can put it that, 
that simply. Awesome. And so what has happened with, um, with Miles Herndon over the past, you know, few years, I know that you and Josh, um, you know, joined forces and then, um, and all that, but how did that affect, um, you know, the, the focus the of the, yeah, yeah. yeah, the company is where the focus is. So, yeah. So I'll give you the, the quick snapshot is that I had been running Redwall um, for, oh, I think I was at uh, seven years and uh, Josh and I had a conversation about the potential of collaborating and um, that conversation turned into the uh, plan to merge our businesses and the goal there was, um, and his, Josh Miles had a company called Miles Design. The goal was to um, kind of leapfrog a, a, across, um, uh, you know, a, across a, a stage in business that y- you have to either take time to do it or you have to acquire uh, resources to, um, you know, kind of skip to the, the next stage. And, um, so we had combined our teams, we combined our, um, uh, our experience between the two of us and, uh, our client base and some of our, um, tangible resources, um, like, you know, one of us had a decent copier and, um, and the other didn't and, you know, those sorts of things. So, um, so, uh, that combination is called Miles Herndon. And, uh, and we really, with that uh, merger, we began to focus a lot more on uh, creating uh, deeper engagements with our branding clients and uh, including just more comprehensive solutions. So helping uh, develop uh, language and messaging strategy and uh, marketing campaigns as the foundation of, um, of the brand that we're working with. And, uh, and so it's just evolved over time to, um, to, uh, uh, kind of a mix of, of both, uh, developing the foundational elements of brands. So design and messaging and voice and, uh, websites, and then, uh, creating communications campaigns, which might be a TV commercial, or it might be, a a radio spot or, uh, you know, a display ad or some kind of uh, combination of, of all the above. So ultimately, what I think we're really good at is helping companies to market smarter. And um, we don't do everything. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know anyone that does. Our company is really best at that, um, uh, at that creative side of things. So um, uh, developing the, the key message, uh, executing a, a really effective um, uh, brand, uh, and uh, creating those uh, creative elements like uh, videos and, um, uh, print campaigns and those sorts of things. Awesome. Yeah. I like that. I like the, the whole from brand strategy into more of an implementation with, mm-hmm. with video and communication. And, um, I knew, I know one of your, uh, you know, potential prospects back in the day that I used to uh, work for with work here. And you, and he told me the best line, um, which got me to wanting to, to talk to you. And it was, why change your logo? when, you know, it might be your audience that we probably need to, to focus in on because people have already resonated with the logo. Why not see how the audience is resonating mm-hmm. with the brand and the communication? And so that's why I um, wanted to chat with you because that was, um, that's a very different perspective than a lot of people were like, oh, here's a new website or you need a new logo or you need to, you know, new this. And 
that's why it brings me to my next question that might lead to this is what is the blind spot of being in an agency? Mm. Yeah, that's a really great question. Um, And I think it's important to be asking ourselves these questions as we run agencies. Um, The blind spot is that you think that um, your your opinions matter. Um, And I say that sort of as hyperbole because there is some, uh, you know, clearly we've, you know, you know, I say we, all of us in the marketing industry, when we do this for years, you learn some things and you're uh, able to provide some, some value to your clients that they might not be able to do as effectively without you. But that creates a blind spot uh, because of the, I guess, the pride that we have in our uh, skill set. So, um, so a lot of times um, uh, marketing, branding, design firms, um, they sell the importance of uh, whatever they can sell, whatever they can deliver. So if you're a design shop that does, um, that does a lot of uh, uh, brand design, then you talk about how important it is to have new brand design. So if you get a new client, uh, I was talking to, um, uh, as you mentioned, work here, uh, they said, you know, a lot of people talk to us about, you know, we got to do something about the logo. Um, and I said, why? And that led to a conversation about that because, uh, frankly, um, you know, we could uh, look at their logo and, and say that there's um, something good about it or something bad about it. But ultimately, if we change it, is that change going to change the trajectory of the business? And more than likely, the answer is no. Uh, in most cases, um, uh, you know, a logo is not a solution. It's a component of a solution if it's done right, if it's approached right, if the thinking behind it is right. And, um, and, and if you look at some of the best companies in the world, some of the most successful companies in the world, um, uh, you know, a lot of times their, their logos aren't as impactful as you might think that a logo needs to be when you're thinking about branding through the eyes of a, um, you know, uh, a brand identity designer. Um, you know, uh, designers often want to do really clever, really cool logos. And I am a design thinking type of person. So I totally um, uh, appreciate that and, and enjoy it myself. But ultimately, at the end of the day, um, you know, Target uh, has a, a circle with a dot in it. And, um, and, and they're successful not because they have a really good circle with a really good dot in the middle. They're successful because they create a great customer experience because they have a consistent, um, look, feel and experience across their, um, enterprise and, and because of other aspects like, um, efficient operations and, um, you know, uh, appropriate pricing and those sorts of things. I like that. Um, you know, kind of switching to more of a client perspective of how you build brands and kind of going from that target reference and other references that you've kind of met with men, you know, talked about with design. How do you build brands from the inside out? Yeah, that's a, um, a good question. So when you build a brand from the inside out, the way I would look at this is, um, um, you know, most companies start with some kind of dreamer some kind of entrepreneur that says, you know, uh, I would love to do this thing or that thing. I would love to help this type of person, or I would love to create this type of product that, um, 
uh, I'm really passionate about or excited about. And that's where creating the brand starts. It's before we ever get into things like design or marketing or advertising. And, um, and then as uh, if you look at more established companies and you're talking about uh, maybe a, a refresh or a revising of their brand, uh, building from the inside out starts with, you know, how the uh, employees interact with, um, uh, within the company or with their customers. So it, it all starts with, and I would say, you know, this is a buzzword, but I'm going to use it anyway. It all starts with culture and the, um, the culture of that company um, uh, sort of defines, you know, how well they take care of their customer and then, you know, what they value, what, what they prioritize in the way that they deliver their services or sell, uh, create and sell their products. Um, so it really starts there and it starts before an agency ever comes into the picture. I like that. Um, it's a great perspective in the sense that um, you're evaluating um, what values, what mantras, what culture starts at the beginning in order to move things forward. Yeah. Well, so when we um, work with a company to help them to um, uh, do some kind of a branding initiative, and we'll just call it rebranding because that's a, that's a common one, um, we first try to understand them, who they are today. Um, as a company, um, the leadership in particular, a lot of times um, the, um, the, um, the thought process of the leadership defines the direction that the company is going because they're making uh, key decisions. Um, and, and we, we want to understand that first. Uh, we want to understand what their assumptions are as well. So maybe they have an assumption about what their customer thinks uh, about them or what their customer wants or doesn't want. And they might be right about that, but it is an assumption or at least an educated, um, uh, an educated understanding, but nonetheless, it is, um, uh, it is biased. So first we understand that company and the, the people within the company, what they want out of, out of, uh, um, their business. So what are the, the strategic goals that they're trying to achieve from a business level that maybe don't directly refer to uh, marketing goals? Uh, but, uh, what is the, uh, goal beyond just marketing, you know, the goal that um, is shared by operations, uh, sales, marketing, uh, HR. It's a, a goal that it crosses all the departments of the business. So once we understand those those goals and understand those beliefs, those assumptions within the company, then we want to understand their customer. And um, and until we understand, uh, and, and of course their customer, I, I should mention their competition as well. You got to understand what they're up against. You got to understand the marketplace that they're in and um, what uh, the trends are. And once you understand those kind of three different buckets, those three perspectives, you've got the internal perspective, the external perspective, and then the landscape, uh, then you can begin um, to help craft uh, the tools and um statements and uh, design components that help them to to head towards that strategic business goal and be effective with it. I like it. So not going to drill you on any more questions, but kind of want to know that, um, you know, you've got, you do speaking, you run Miles Herndon, you run um, the gavel with a coffee shop and everything and a cafe that's attached to the agency, which is, is, is very interesting. Um, can you talk to more about, you know, an 
offline background that maybe not be on those, you know, those websites mm-hmm. or online um, that is, you know, that you'd like people to know about? Sure. Well, first I'll frame up how I uh, ended up doing what I'm doing, including uh, the two businesses that I run. So I have Miles Herndon, uh, advertising and marketing agency. Um, and then I have Gavel, a um, cafe that is uh, coffee uh, cocktails and grilled cheese. So it's a coffee-centric menu, but um, but really it's an all-day place um, uh, with uh, uh, creative uh, artisan approaches to uh, grilled cheese. So it's a nice uh, place to kind of hang out and have a, um, a simple meal, um, enjoy a conversation with someone over a, a beverage of, of your choice. And uh, apparently, Sean, that you're enjoying our tea today. Yes, and the coffee too. So, um, the, um, uh, as I was a kid, uh, one of the things that I always, uh, really enjoyed doing is examining, um, business initiatives, um, that people were, you know, kind of diving into. So if, uh, whether or not they were profitable, uh, businesses or, uh, or just, uh, hobbies that, um, someone was involved in. So for example, my brother always worked on bikes. And I said, uh, and he did it for fun, and he was good at it. And I, I said, you know, we should do, we should start a, um, we should start a a uh, a bike shop, and and serve the neighborhood and and fix all our neighbors' bikes and make money doing it. Or I would see somebody that's um, trying to start a some kind of a business, and or maybe it's already operating, and I'd say, you know what, you should do, you should do this thing or that thing to kind of tweak. Um, how you find customers, how you uh, communicate. So really it was a, a hobby um, I was just naturally inclined towards is, is examining business and, and presenting ways that they could do it better. So that led to, to becoming a, eventually an entrepreneur and, and uh, starting a, a legitimate um, agency that uh, gave me the opportunity to use those skills but also develop them so that they're more practical and uh, refined over the years. Um, and then, um, at the same time, you know, uh, as I was uh, growing a business, uh, you know, you got to do something when you go home from work, um, that's not work, you know, and one of those things is I love, um, uh, understanding and, and, uh, creating craft cocktails and, um, serving, um, guests with, um, you know, a, a beverage that they enjoy uh, creating a hospitable atmosphere at, at my home, my home, or uh, any other place. Uh, I volunteered for some nonprofits to do, you know, fundraisers where I'd just be a bartender just for fun because it was a thing I enjoyed. I always loved talking to the the staff at at really uh, great food establishments, and um, so uh, basically, my hobby um, outside of work was coffee and cocktails, and um, and so um, uh, I accidentally started that as a business as well. So what I find uh, uh, that's happened in my life, or at least my personal path, has been, you know, I get uh, interested in a, some kind of thing and I get obsessed with it for a period of time. And I get obsessed to the point where I'm learning about it, reading about it, um, uh, experimenting with it all day long, uh, off and on, with with room for um other 
activities that I need to be responsible, of course. Um, but I'm, I'm dabbling in that thing obsessively for a period of time until I either master it or, um, feel like I've, uh, um, learned enough and I move on or I create a new project. And so I've, uh, had that obsession with, um, uh, denim, uh, which we won't get into today, I don't think, or maybe we will, I don't know. So, um, you know, selvage denim in particular is uh, uh, just uh, one of the historic ways of, of um, uh, making pants. And, um, and then with, you know, of course, coffee, with cocktails. Uh, my wife uh, is more of the, the, the food um, art artist. Um, and, um, and, and so, and music as well. I, you know, of course, those are all things I've done for a living, except for the only thing I do for a living related to denim is I wear jeans on a regular basis. Um, uh, but uh, um, so off the clock, I, I you know, um, one of the things that I do is, is, you know, I just, uh, I like to read uh, philosophy, and I like to um, sit on uh, my back porch and enjoy the the pond that's in our neighborhood. It just has a, a nice view. I'm kind of at the point right now where um, really just kind of enjoying a conversation with, with someone, my wife or uh, a friend. Um, that's, that's enough for me. That might change uh, as, you know, I think those k- kinds of things that you do with your free time change uh, from time to time. But right now running two businesses is, uh, is a full plate. And, um, and I reserve my free time to just kind of breathe, you know, meditate in, in a way. So um, I hope that answers your question. I'm, that answers my question. It actually answers a lot about, um, about you, about your passions, um, what you do with life. And it's inspiring just to see, you know, how you've transformed, you know, just even as, you know, even before, but just when as your kid, you – you start noticing things and you start noticing patterns about what you're interested in, but then you start modifying, you know, what am I interested right now? How do I make this better? You know, and actually making it a reality because a lot of people just, you know, say, Hey, I've got a passion and they just put it as a hobby and then they just leave it as that. Or they were like, Oh, I'm going to write every day. And then they do it for a couple of weeks and Mm -hmm. then they just stop. Right. And you've built two businesses based on your passions and still try to find time for wife, kids, friends, but mm-hmm. you've, you've culminated it to a point where um, you've separated both where you're not burning out, but you're also giving back into your, into the businesses every day. Yeah. Um, and actually you mentioned writing that, that brought to mind. Um, I had a, a pretty um, uh, uncommon upbringing and um and my parents had twelve kids, and there's a whole lot of uh, um, a whole lot of stories uh, to my background. And uh, I never, I didn't graduate high school in the traditional sense. Um, I didn't go to college at all. Um, and then I was fortunate to uh, be given a, a really great job and, and uh, parlayed that into a um, you know one lesson after the next and built a career. And um, and so that story, I think, is um, I'm only scratching the surface, or, or barely even that. 
Uh, but my story, I think, um, has some components in it that are uh, uh, interest and perhaps useful to other people, um, so we can learn from each other as we all as we all do. So I, I started to write uh, a memoir of my uh, my life story, particularly the the early years, my my childhood, and um, and so I, I've written uh, more than a book's worth of of content. Um, it needs to be polished and prepared for, um, for publishing, but, um, but yeah, that's another thing, you know, that I, uh, it's another one of those obsessions and maybe one day I'll, um, wrap that up and, um, uh, and put it out, uh, for the public to read, or, or maybe it was just therapeutic for me for several months to write obsessively, um, my story just for my own processing of it. So, um, uh, so you heard it here first. I mean, you know, maybe that's, uh, maybe that's coming out soon. There you go. And we might, you know, be able to put it on to the episode too, if it comes out too, and yeah. to share it with the world if you want to. So Daniel it was a pleasure, um, you know, talking, getting to know more about you, getting to know more about your businesses, getting to know about, you know, where this, this fire has come from and how it is. You've built a business, you've built two businesses out of this that a lot of people can't a lot of people can't say that so i appreciate your time thanks john appreciate you having me on the show and to all the converged coffee drinkers out there that's a wrap